Awesome. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Technically Human. I'm not sure if you guys caught the last episode, but we have officially branded this ongoing content series, and we're going to be calling it Technically Human. I have Eric Gong, who's been an ongoing recurring guest on this show, and we're so happy and excited to have him today. Hey, Eric, you want to do a quick intro for yourself? Yeah. First, thanks, David, for having me on this show. I am a former VP of engineering turned recruiter. I help startups scale by helping them hire talent. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, like Eric said just now, he was a engineering leader in his, in his former life. And this week we want to talk about something I think that a lot of folks will find useful and helpful and really like not a lot of people talk about it. And what we want to talk about today is maybe the hardest or the toughest moments in your time as a as an engineering manager. We want to talk. We really want to talk about the least talked about subjects as it as it um, has to do with engineering management. And just want to hear your stories on you know how you know what the situations were that were really hard for you, how you overcame them if you did, or you know if you experienced some kind of failure. What it was and how it felt. I think, you know, like the uh, impetus for this conversation is we've been hearing a lot that there's just not a lot of space for folks to feel safe to at least share or hear that other people don't have it all figured out either. And so for with technical human, you know, we talk about the most human aspects of managing technical humans. <laughs> That's hence the name. And so we want to talk about, you know, the hard stuff, the stuff that isn't talked a lot about, maybe something that might feel embarrassing to bring up or, you know, like hard to admit. So those are all the things we want to talk about today. So Eric, I'll let you go. Yeah. So I, I hate to break it to the listeners, but the road of leadership is a road of endless failure. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked yeah. up more times than I can count. Mm. And I think some additional context that would be helpful for our new listeners is I worked at four startups. I worked my way up from IC to manager. My previous company, I was a start as director with several engineers on the team became VPE with about 50 engineers on the team. So we went from really flat to more hierarchical. Mm -hmm. can never pronounce that word. And I've made literally every mistake that one <laughs> could think of, right? So, so that's mm -hmm. really the context. So I guess where I could start is with what I just said, right? Yeah. Management, you know, for me, computers are easy and people are hard. I could write a computer program and it'll output whatever I think it should output and it'll do it consistently. Mm -hmm. I'd say for humans, you know, humans are hard because depending on the day of the week, depending on when you ask, an input can have a very different output. Totally. So I'd say for me personally, and the, the reason why I got into management, honestly, was originally I thought that was where all the money was. But as I grew in my career, I grew to love it because entering management is really understanding humans and a human condition. Mm -hmm. It's helping people find their best selves, right? Sure. And the, the road of endless failure is because in management, you're going to encounter new situations all the time that make you feel like you got your ass kicked. 
And for all <laughs> the, our listeners out there, for all the people that reached out to you and said, "Hey, you know, let let's talk about what's not talked about." I've got a lot of those stories, so I'm just gonna riff on stories. You could tell me what's interesting it. or not. Yeah. I think last time we talked about the first female engineer on the team, mm -hmm. and for those people, I'm not gonna repeat the story, but you should <laughs> listen to that. Check out the previous episode. I'd say there are at least like three things that kind of come to mind immediately. I, I think there mm -hmm. are more, and then we could dig into whatever you think is right. Okay. So or most interesting so one is like as a leader i feel like you're always wrong or you always fuck up no matter how hard you try mm -hmm. and there's stories down that route there was a story where i feel like i caused someone to leave the company oh wow and i still don't know what the right answer is and mm. i don't know if i did the right thing or i fucked up Mm -hmm. That's a good one. And then the third one that I struggle with a lot is being a, a privileged male in tech, mm -hmm. trying to lead women and never knowing if I'm doing the right or effective thing. So those are like three things. I think like yeah. any of them could be like pretty juicy. So yeah, pick your choice. Door number let's, one. Door let's number go with two. no. Yeah. Let's go with door number two. I think okay. a lot. I think a lot of people would be interested. I think, you know, the most interesting th things and the hardest things are when there is no black and white answer, right? So Yeah. So I hope I don't mess up this story. Uh, for <laughs> To protect the identities of these individuals, I will redo their names. Perfect. I think they will know who they are. I think the context is I feel like I am an empathetic leader. Mm. I feel like I'm the people's champion when it comes to mm -hmm. leadership. I feel like I seek to understand first, right. right? So I'm just setting all the context of how I am as a leader. I'm not one of these like yeah. asshole bosses or something like that. At least I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. As people that reported to me, they might say different. I don't know, but <laughs> that that's from my perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So we work at a startup and it could be pretty casual, right? And we play music sometimes at the startup. Mm -hmm. So we have one engineer on the room. I think there's like 30 or 40 engineers in let's say called call the engineering pit, but sure. as engineering has product, etc. And at one end of the room, there's an engineer who likes to express, let's say himself. All right. Let's call him Bob. Okay. So Bob was singing really loudly and possibly <laughs> an, like annoying, right? Okay. And sure. all, right, all right, so you got a little bit of music going in the ground. It's not like too loud, but it's you. There is music in the background. On the other end of the room is a very sensitive engineer. Okay. Let's call him Jim. So, like Bob and Jim. So Bob is singing, and Jim is like very sensitive uh, to noise. Right. And in this scenario. Jim DMs me, slacks me and says like, Hey man, like Bob is singing in a real, like, I don't want to sound like an ass, but like Bob is singing in a really annoying way. Mm -hmm. And I said, Hey, I can understand. What would you like me to do in this situation? So Jim was like, you know, tell him to stop singing. And, and I just said like, I could certainly do that 
as like a boss, but I just want you to like be mindful that I'm gonna go and tell another person the thing that they're doing is like uh, really disruptive. And sure. they're like, yeah, it's like it's really disruptive. And I was like, okay, fine, like I'll I'll, I'll get in there. So I messaged Bob. I was like, hey, hey man, like um, really sorry to share this, and I hope you don't take offense, but. You know, someone said the singing is a little bit loud. Could could you please cut back? Mm-hmm. Right. And in my mind, like I try to handle it as gently as I can. And sure. I was like, and then Bob was like, yeah, like no problem. And then I was like, all right, like it's done. I was like, oh, cool. Like mm-hmm. another day in management life, someone complained. And yeah. Like that. That's my life, right? That's the manager's right. life. And then like uh, three hours later, I got. Um, asked by Bob to do like uh, a one on one. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then Bob, like we get in the meeting and then the Bob was like, Hey man, like, I, I feel like you didn't like defend me there. And then like, mm. he was like, Oh, like, I don't think you were right. And I was like, Hey man, like that, that wasn't my goal, but mm-hmm. you know, in a scenario like this, I just need, need, I, I, as a manager, am just trying to help people have more awareness of their behavior. Sure. Of how they're affecting how they are affecting others right. so like we got out of the one-on-one i was like okay like i think i did a good job there i was like empathetic and i, I listened first before speaking mm. and like bob just left the office and i i saw bob walk out i was like like and it was like like mid like mid-afternoon right and i was mm. like okay like all right this person just needs to like cool off and like no message to the team and like no message to me like hey you know and then the the next the next day like bob's just like like i'm not coming in today like not the great greatest slack message so i was like so i messaged i was like hey you know like let's talk later and so got a call a video call and like heard what was going on and mm-hmm. i was like hey you know like I feel like you didn't defend me. I was like, I'm just not happy. And like, I had had to leave. And then I went into, I'm usually like more empathetic mode, but when people act like that, I turn like, I turn the dial up when I feel Mm -hmm. like something is wrong. Cause I felt like Bob was just like, oh, like fuck this shit. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Like I'll need to Mm -hmm. tell anybody. I'll need to be like, whatever. I'll need to hand off my work. Like I'm pissed that I'm out. Mm -hmm. So I turned up the dial. I was like, hey, Akandra, you were really pissed, but it's a team that we have here and I'm running a team. And unfortunately, if one of us are not feeling it or something happens, I still need communication. Sure. And I turned it up and I was like, not like I wasn't like this Eric that maybe, you know, but I was like the more aggressive one. And I was saying like, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. If you do it again, this isn't the right place for you. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like after that meeting a day later, you know, we had another meeting and it seemed all cool. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Like, I think I did the right thing. And, you know, like, you know, a month later he he resigned, like Bob resigned. So I don't know (laughs) to this day. I don't know how bad I fucked it up. Right. I don't know if I was like, if I did the right thing, I don't know if I fucked it up. 
Mm -hmm. I feel like in the moment, I did the right thing because it's a team thing. And if people sure. aren't like for the team, they're out. And I always question myself. It's like, there are times where you got to put your foot down. I can't always be the people's champion when, yeah. you know, like some shit happens like that. Sure. But I question, I still think about that scenario all the time. Hmm. And I think about my level of empathy. I think about how I turned it up. So I definitely mm -hmm. did turn it up. I intentionally turned it up because I didn't feel like Bob was getting it. Yeah. And yeah, now, now I shut up. I don't know if that's a good story. I don't no, know if it was like. No, that's a perfect example because it's like, you know, I, I, for me, I have a lot of questions. Like, was there some underlying issues even preceding that event, you know, with Bob? And was he like just generally unhappy? Was Or is he like the type of person that kind of wanted to push the boundaries? Because to for me, it's from an outside standpoint, like singing loudly in the office, like maybe it's funny for like 30 seconds one time. But I think to do that ongoing, maybe suggest like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure actually what that, what, why a person yeah. would do something like that. And not only that, why a person would get so upset for not being able to do something that kind of seems like something you shouldn't do in the first place. You know what I'm saying? I would say that Bob is really easygoing, really nice mm. guy. He's not, not an asshole, not, not yeah. like one of these like engineers you don't want to work with. I think the thing that I would, I don't know, because as a leader, my strength is like the people's champion. Everyone know sure. I'm the people's champion. I think that when you get known for being one way and you like mm. sway from that, it throws people off. Because it's kind of like your your friend who always have your back. Yeah. And then one day they're like, no, you, you fucked up, man. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? I didn't fuck up. You're fucking up. Yeah, ah, yeah. Don't talk to me. Right. Kind of deal. And I always question, I like, I wonder did I do that in that instance? Cause it's mm. almost like I'm so about for that person that they feel like I didn't back them up or like I'm on someone else's side. It's almost like did, I, I'm telling you to shut up when it's like, we got music and it's like always pretty chill. Like why didn't I tell that other person to, to line up? I don't know. So I don't think Bob was like bad and Jim's not bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was, I think that's one of those fucked up management situations mm. where shit just happens. Mm -hmm. And I always, always like when I talk to managers, and I coach them up. I always say like, when they say, Hey Eric, give me one piece of advice as a manager. I always say, when you think you've maxed out your empathy, there's a lot more room for empathy. <laughs> Because yeah. I know if, if you come from the mindset, like every problem can be solved mm -hmm. and there's a solution to every problem, I know that there's a solution, how I could solve that better. Sure. I still don't know after yeah. two years, but I know that there is. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I think the kind of the fundamental thing that you bring up from a principal perspective is how do I lean into a particular management style and it not be one taken advantage of, which it kind of seems like it wasn't a scenario. And then two, it not be, you know, a cause for issue be once you kind of, you know, 
turn up some other lever that you have to turn up as a manager, right? So it's like, I think that I think that's a really interesting point. It's kind of like management whiplash. Like you know, if you, like you're saying, if you're used to somebody being really, for example, if you're used to somebody giving really critical feedback all the time, and that's all that they're known for, just being really critical. And all of a sudden, one day they're really nice. It kind of makes you feel strange, right? It's like that whiplash feeling. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. And, yeah, and also like, I wonder so if you're a manager listening to this, please leave like some kind of message or like DM David <laughs> or DM me, because <laughs> I I hope I hope other manager like I'm pretty sure other managers deal with this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like all day, every day, mm-hmm. I get I I get stuff like this in weird ways. Right, yeah, and this has it, nothing to do with building the product. <laughs> nothing, and I would never foresee any of this. Yeah, right. Like I've got so many other stories. When when I whenever I think I've got to figure out as a manager, I know some shit's got to go down because mm. someone somewhere has got to come up with a new situation that is got to be really hard to handle. Yeah, I think it's like it goes back to this like idea like everyone wants to be taken care of. Right, and then once the and you could have taken care of them well for months, for years, and it's that one incident. Maybe they felt slighted. That kind of turns it all around. It's like I think that's something I think managers need to be talking about more. It's like you work so hard to build this kind of like ladder of trust, but once the smallest thing can just kind of make it all tumble down, right? Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I maybe I could have phrased it better. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. It's like the yeah. finest line that I yeah. had to cross. I don't know to this day, man. Wow. Well, I mean, like Eric said, listeners, if you have any similar stories or advice or, you know, how you handle situations like this that are your job as a manager, but have nothing to do with building technical products <laughs> or coding at all. Like this is, I think this is the stuff that causes managers to feel stressed. This is what causes burnout, right? Like just having to deal with these things and not really having solid answers or a space to share. So we'd love to hear from all of y'all. Yeah, so I I apologize for making a 20-minute story on this singing. (laughs) Happy to take it wherever you like with our remaining time. No, I I think that's a good place to end, actually. I think we should save the other two stories for some next episodes. But yeah, I think this is a great little segment. Maybe we should continue on as just kind of management management horror stories or Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so listeners, send us some of your your interesting ones. Let us know what you think and I'll keep sharing. Love it. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you so much, listeners. We hope uh you found this helpful and enjoyable. Stay tuned for next week's episode of Technically Human. All right. Thanks so much, David. Thank you, listeners. Bye.